0: We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive... Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack and today I'm joined by a man that I'm a really big fan of. I mean it, he smells. I have to waft away the scent. It's Chris!
1: Good morning. That was just rude. I, I thought I know. it was a hint to movie we're doing. What are we doing? Because I don't know. Tell me!
0: It could be, yes. Part of the fun of today's podcast is that Chris doesn't know what we're doing. Mostly because he didn't text. <laughs> I thought it would be fun not to tell him. But yeah, throughout the, the this podcast, we're going to be playing a game. Can Chris guess which film he's been trapped in and is trying to have to survive?
1: I'm too tired to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but the listeners can play along. Well, See if they guess it before me. The listeners Oh, wait, probably, it's going to be in yeah. the description. Don't put it in the, the description.
0: T- it's the title of the podcast. But yeah, Chris, imagine, if you will... mm-hmm. The you're a famous writer.
1: Oh, wait, hang on. Uh, Have you
0: guessed it already? Oh, shit. Is it Misery? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, I haven't watched this yet. Uh, It's on Netflix.
0: Yeah, it is. Why didn't you tell me? (laughs) This was a fun game. (laughs) It didn't last very long. Yeah, Misery is the film that we're going to be doing today, Chris. The 1990 film based on a Stephen King book uh, of the same name, Misery, directed by Rob Rayner and starring Kathy Bates and James Caan. Now, Chris, uh, I've not read any uh, Stephen... Not Stephen... Yeah, Stephen King. I was yeah, going to say S- Steven Spielberg for no, some not Spielberg. No, not yeah. Spielberg. This is Mr. King's work. Yeah, I've not read any of his books. and I'm, I'm not overly familiar with any of the film adaptations of his work. I know he famously doesn't like The Shining and maybe some of his other adaptations, but yeah. Uh, misery, you said that you've not seen it. I've not seen it, but I've not read it.
1: But I know what Misery is about. Because I've seen the Family Guy spoof version okay. of it. <laughs> so I I know what happens in it.
0: I'm just going to give you my quick thoughts on the film before we get in, in into it. Go ahead. I think this is probably a, a, a thing of spoofs, isn't it? The Stephen King's work is so well known that he's spoofed a lot. Like you said, Family Guy. I'm not familiar with Family Guy, but a lot of his stuff has been spoofed. spoofed yeah. And because it's older, it comes off slightly more cheesy in, in some points. I imagine this
1: one comes off cheesy, isn't it?
0: slightly yeah. <laughs> in a few in few bits not cathy bates's performance which is it's it's unnerving cuz she can go from sweet nurse to all of a sudden I'm a raging lunatic in the blink of an eye and she's really good in that uh james Kahn's performance it's weird cuz there's no point where he like properly panics that oh no I'm in a house with a lunatic it's mostly Oh, okay. Like, like weirdo on the bus reactions. That's mostly yeah. He's his his range. Isn't he?
1: He's trying not to upset her because, as you said, she's a lunatic.
0: Yeah, but it's mostly his facial expression doesn't really change from puzzled and slightly he is puzzled. uncomfortable. He's
1: confused at what's going on with this.
0: But you'd be you'd you'd be slightly more panicky if you were trapped in a room. Does she time to the bed? So, so at some point, yeah. At some point, yeah. Yeah. I'd feel at home. <laughs> okay, you'd be comfortable. Uh, let's not go any further into that, Chris. But yeah, so Stephen King, he's written 97 books. He's wrote 97? Uh, uh, my count.
1: But there's one that isn't published. Actually, no, he's got one book that if you want to view it, there's like a Stephen King library thing, but you can only see it with written permission from Stephen King.
0: Okay. Is
1: it his diary? I don't know what book it is, but it was never published. It's only way you can see it.
0: Okay, I'll have to take your word for that. Do it. I <laughs> will. Yeah. So he's written 97 books, and with that, there comes a lot of crossover. So this is his second in "I'm Tied to a Bed" books. You've oh, got, Gerald's Game. Yeah, this sort of the same premise, but there are differences to that. So in Gerald's Game, there's no maniac running around with a sledgehammer.
1: It's misery. He has the car crash or an accident. The woman finds him, nurses him back to health. Turns out like she's a obsessed about his writing yes and it's something to do he's got the manuscript for like his final book where he's killed off his main character and she's like well, what the fuck is this rewrite her or i'm gonna break your legs yeah yeah okay yeah
0: that's that's the basic premise of it how would how would you like to be tied to a bed chris in a sexy gerald's game or a i'm well, pretty know. much paralyzed
1: kind of way probably the paralyzed one because that gerald's game has uh, the dog eating a mat and hallucinations and a a serial killer person that keeps praying in the house that you think a hallucination and you find out it was a real guy in the first place. Was it Gerald? No, Gerald's the husband. <laughs> Gerald's dead. Gerald is dead, yeah. <laughs> Spoilers for Gerald's game? I don't know. Have you seen Gerald's game? No, I get the premise. It's good. You should watch it. Not as good as 1922. Watch that one. Okay. It's all Stephen
0: King stuff. Yes. <laughs> okay. Shall we get into Misery, Chris? Proper.
1: When he has an accident, does he hit another writer? Because in this Family Guy spoof one, the reason D- he crashes... Are you
0: basing this entire thing on the Family Guy? Yeah. Okay,
1: great. He hits Stephen King, and Stephen King goes, oh, this would be a good idea for a story while he's flying through the air, and writes it down, and he's like, done, and then he crashes, and then Stewie, it's Brian's the writer, and Stewie's the, uh, the nurse that kidnapped him.
0: Great. I don't watch Family Guy, so most of that went over my head. No. Shall, okay. Shall, <laughs> shall we begin? Enough. Okay. James Kahn plays uh, a, f- a famous writer of this series, uh, Misery. And Misery's the, the. I don't know. She's like a Victorian maiden and she does a whole bunch of right, her stuff. Her name's actually Misery.
1: Yeah. Oh, I thought it was called Misery because he's in a miserable situation. But her name is Misery.
0: Yeah. And it's oh. the books that he writes are the Misery
1: series. Oh, I thought you meant the nurse was called Misery. No, the. N- <laughs> Right.
0: The nurse is called Annie Wilkes.
1: I was going to say, I don't remember her it the called Misery. Um, the but... writers,
0: James's character name is Paul. So, yeah, he's just finished writing the final book in the Misery series. Um, we get flashbacks to him talking to his publisher going, hey, I can't write any more of these Misery books. I want to do something for me that isn't based on this Misery thing. I want to do something new and fresh. And the publisher goes, oh, okay, do your thing then. Paul, he has a regular routine when he goes to writing. Uh, He likes to go up to this secluded cabin in these snowy hills, and he likes to do his writing there in peace and quiet, which isn't unusual for writers. I mean, um, the James Bond author used to rent out a cabin in Jamaica, which is pretty sweet. (laughs) And, uh, you know, probably a better choice than a secluded snowy hill where you could be kidnapped.
1: I don't know. I like the snowy hill.
0: But Jamaica, Chris...
1: But snowy Jamaica. hills. Jamaica. Snowy hills, roasting marshmallows on an open fire.
0: Okay, so you'd you'd go to a snowy cold place to write.
1: And order McDonald's, yes.
0: You couldn't. You could in Jamaica, though. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have seafood in Jamaica, yeah. Uh, so that's his choice of, of writing environment, and he's finished his novel, and he ends with uh, his regular celebration of a glass of champagne and a cigarette, and he smokes and he drinks and uh, i think we're narrowing down on why he has the car crash yes Chris. i can
1: see this it's snowy drinking was he on the phone as well uh, no phone no phone
0: which which is good he doesn't do a doctor strange i don't think he drinks the whole bottle which is, the champagne he usually orders is a bollinger which i think is a, a james bond classic which he likes we- yeah but anyway he has okay. a he, <laughs> he has a glass we don't see him drink the whole bottle which is a bit of a waste of a very expensive he's champagne. rich he's a writer <laughs> and yeah he drinks that he checks out of the cabin and he gets in his car he puts his manuscript into a leather a brown leather bag which he he it's again he's a bit superstitious as a writer so he goes to the same place he puts it in the same bag and he puts it on the on the passenger seat of his car and it's coming down heavy with snow and he's driving along he comes to a swervy bit of the road and just as he's coming up to that bit the pouch that his um book is in slips he puts his hand on it to try and stop it Loses concentration, swerves off the road, crashes, and his car turns over. Now you'd think he's done this trip a few times now, so you think yeah. he'd come up with a system to stop the bag slipping off the just seat. Let the bag slip off the seat. What's going to happen? It's going to fall into the footrest. Big whoop. Yeah, Or we'll just sh- put the bag in the
1: footrest in the first yeah, place. Yeah, let it be. Nothing's going to happen to it. It's n- the manuscript's not going to burn <laughs> or you know dis- get destroyed by falling on the floor. The, the bag might get a bit dirty. Yeah, at worst,
0: there's like a crinkle in one of the page's corners or something.
1: Yeah, which is very unlikely to happen anyway if it's in this bag. Yeah. So I have no sympathy for this guy no more. Screw him.
0: Yeah, he's distracted and probably drunk.
1: <laughs> he's not drunk. He's He did a no, whole bottle.
0: Yeah. So he's distracted. The weather conditions are a bit... I iffy. would have stayed there's, in the cabin oh, and
1: just ordered more drink.
0: Maybe, yeah, but um, no, he's he leaves the cabin before he realises that... It's too snowy. It's, it gets snowy, so the blizzard hits him mid-drive. But again, you'd think he'd have known the road slightly better. If you take a certain drive, you kind of know. You say that, but there's a
1: route I travel quite frequently, and when we had all that heavy snow, I must admit I got to a point where... Uh the snow sort of hit just the bend okay and i was like i know there's a bend around at this point oh my god here it is
0: <laughs> but you were prepared for it though i was only doing you, like 10 miles an hour yeah you adjusted your speed and stuff like that so paul doesn't do that well that's i mean I, d- I take the same drive as well and i know the i i, I did the same thing as you there's a bend here <laughs> so let's not go around it at 70 miles an hour let's you know be chilled i didn't go around it at 10 though
1: how far did you go around fast
0: 75? No. Yes. <laughs> Regular, you know, you know. drive for the conditions, don't you, Chris?
1: The lorry in front of me skidded off the road. It saved itself. It came back.
0: Okay, cool. You couldn't save it. What was I going to do if I get lorry? Lasso it? No, look, we're getting off track, Chris. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, drive for the the snowy conditions. And, you know, he should have a system. Just put the bag in the footrest.
1: Yeah. If, you if you're too scared to put it in the boot or on the chair, but with something on top of it i don't know like but a yeah. seat belt yes <laughs> why not i agree agree on that
0: yeah and paul is wearing a seat belt as well so that's good survival instinct
1: oh good it's the law but
0: yeah okay yeah <laughs> yeah his car flips over and he's trapped in the snow and he would have died because he there's a brief moment of always oh, slightly conscious but then he loses the battle and passes out and if nobody had been around he would have been buried in snow And if he had come back around, he would have been trapped in there, probably frozen or starved. Because it takes takes the cops a while to find the car because of the snow and it's buried. So he would have died if Annie Wilkes, who is his stalker, hadn't been about and hadn't saved him. She has a crowbar just handily in her car or whatever she was using to to follow Paul. Uh, So Uh, she was
1: stalking him up to the cabin. Yes. watched him in the cabin and stalked him back. Yeah. Nice.
0: (laughs) Not (laughs) nice. Uh, But it does save Paul's life. So she crowbars open the driver's door, drags him out, puts him in her car, and then drives him to her house, which is a little farm. It's the Wilkes farm. And uh, it's a disused farm. There's a pig there, but there's no other real wildlife or anything. And Annie, she used to be a, a nurse, so she manages to... Nurse Paul back to consciousness. Uh, she fixes his legs. Both of his legs have been broken. Uh, one of his arms is dislocated as well. So he's in pretty bad shape. The was just crashed. Jesus, it was pretty bad. It was pretty sudden because the, the car flips over and he goes off a hill as well. <laughs> so it is, it's, That's funny. it's pretty brutal. Um, but yeah, Annie manages to use her medical knowledge to sort of heal him up again. And, um, yeah, uh, Paul's a bit out of it in their first couple of encounters because he's dazed and confused and Annie's giving him pills for his pain, which um, he's in pretty significant pain. You should see his legs. They're all... Ooh,
1: <laughs> Ooh that sounds interesting.
0: Yeah, things start off pretty nicely. Um, Paul appreciates the help and puts up an appearance like, Hey, the roads are all snowed in, but when I get a chance, I'm going to go into town. I'm going to call your agent and your daughter. And I'm going to let them know you're okay. Hey, the roads are still closed. But um, when they're open, I can take you to a hospital or get a doctor around. And Paul's like, oh, okay, okay. But the days go on, Chris, and they turn into weeks. And Annie's still not letting him... See a doctor, or there's been no sign of an ambulance or anything like that. So it's when he, in...
1: uh, he looks out the window and it's like bright sunlight. <laughs> there's no snow anywhere.
0: There's still some snow, but um, yeah, he's he's still stuck, and Annie's not really helping that much. But um, he tries to curry some favour with her and goes, "Hey, I've I've got a new book. Do you want to read it?" And Annie's like, "Oh, gosh, golly," because she doesn't swear. Oh, she's a, she's a bit of a religious uh, woman. She's got a cross around her neck and um. Yeah, there's a lot of G. gilligers and, <laughs> you know, light cursing, if you will. Okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, so Annie, Annie goes off, reads the new uh, Misery book, the last Misery book, and she comes in once she's finished reading it, and she is not happy because Misery is killed off uh, at the end of the book during, I think, childbirth. Paul tries to explain, that, you know, it's very common back in ye olden times for women to die in childbirth, and she's not having any, any of it. She is not a happy bunny. She gets Paul to burn the book in a barbecue. Oh, God. All um, work. All of it, yeah. And he type broke this as well, so no Microsoft Word saving. <laughs> so, yeah. There's also a very threatening moment where Paul is trying to persuade Annie out of making him burn it, where she's throwing lighter fluid on his bed sheets. So if the Paul... What's wrong with her? <laughs> if Paul doesn't burn the book, she's probably going to set him on fire. I
1: thought she was obsessed with him. She wants to protect him, doesn't she?
0: She does, but she... Well, she likes Paul for the misery things. For the misery books. Mm. So if saving misery means offing Paul, she'd probably do it. so the last book
1: could never get published for Misery's Alive.
0: Yeah. So Paul has to burn his book that he's been working long and hard on. And uh, yes, an emotional moment. Annie comes back, though, with a wheelchair for Paul, a writing desk and a typewriter where the the N button doesn't work. And, so he's um, <laughs> got to do an
1: entire book with no end.
0: Yeah. And Annie goes, OK, what we're going to do is you're going to write a masterpiece and it's going to be the best uh, misery book that you've ever written. And um, she brings back some paper and stuff. And Paul goes, hey, it's really nice that you did this. But this paper, I know it's expensive, but it smudges. And Annie gets a bit. Huffy and goes. I feed you, I clothe you, I nurse you back to health, and I don't threaten to set you on fire. And you want more paper? It's like, please. She goes off back to town to get some paper, and in this time, Paul doesn't explore. He's managed to find a hair pin and opens the the door. So Chris, how would you deal with being in a wheelchair? It's kind mm-hmm. of bulky and hard. It's not like, and you've got to keep your legs straight because yeah. they're broken and, yeah. and all sorts. So, what are you looking for? What's your first instinct when you get out the room and you don't know how much time you've got to explore to try and get out? What are you? What are? You, what are your first first survival instincts, Chris? He leans back on his chair, <laughs> pondering for a moment.
1: Uh, two things: one, a bathroom, because I bet he's not been toilet
0: in a while. Uh, he's got a, a little. Uh, Pot oh, to God! Go to. It's like one of those um bedpans. Th- uh, yeah, but um, I, I don't know how to explain. I don't know the name of it. I have seen them. I've worked with them. Um, they're like pots. They got a lid on and everything. Um, right. Like a, f- for measuring wee and stuff. I can't remember what they're called. But yeah, <laughs> fair it's, fair it's fair like game. a modern bedpan.
1: Uh, I would acquire a knife to hide upon myself. Okay. And then I would search for yield telephone. But I bet he doesn't find a telephone. I bet he finds newspaper clippings that reveal some dark past about her.
0: Uh, he does in a later venture out of the room. There He does find a telephone, though. Paul does find a telephone.
1: Oh, wait. And then he calls for help. A police officer turns up and then Annie kills the police
0: officer. You've definitely read a lot of Stephen King. That's what happens in The Family Guy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Damn it, Family Guy. <laughs> I forgot you'd seen a parody. No, he finds a telephone, mm. but when he picks it up, there's no uh, dial tone. Oh, of course. And he turns it over, and it's just the shell of the phone.
1: What's a decoration, is yeah,
0: it? Yeah, there's no inner bits and bobs, so that's a, a miss. He does go to the kitchen, and he does see a knife. He also sees the back door. You. It's funny that you didn't Mention trying to escape at all in your. He's in a
1: wheelchair, <laughs> and it's still snowy out. He's not going to get far, is it? She's going to come back, and all she's got to do is follow the tracks. True. And you're going to incite her wrath.
0: Yeah, you don't want to incite her, her wrath, Chris. <laughs> no, no wrath. The <laughs> wrath. <laughs> wrath.
1: So yeah, you, that's, that's why you play it cool. Bide your time.
0: Okay, he does see the knives um, after he's crawled out of his wheelchair and tried to uh, get out the back door. He does exactly. See so them. he
1: has to even get out the wheelchair for it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, he get, he crawls back into his wheelchair because he, hear, as he hears Annie's car coming back. He doesn't grab a knife, though. He just uh, makes a little mental note. There are knives there. I'll have one of them. He doesn't take one immediately because they're in um, a knife holder and Annie would notice if one of them was missing. Right. So he quickly crawls back into his wheelchair, goes back into his room and relocks the door before Annie comes in. Uh, she comes into the room, sees that he's sweating. and goes, "Paul, what what have you been up to?" And he goes, "Annie, I'm in so much pain. I need some medication," and plays it off like that. So, yeah, um, clever. It's it's Real a scouting clever. routine, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's uh, that was good in his part. I'll give him that. Yeah, because trying to escape would have ended badly.
0: Yeah, and uh, if he would tried to fight Annie off, it wouldn't have gone particularly well for him because Annie. She's not particularly physically imposing, but when you've got the use of one arm and no legs and you're in so (laughs) much pain, it's not going to end well for you, Mm. is it? So he did well to not hasten the confrontation that they're inevitably going to have. You mentioned a police officer.
1: Mr. Policeman, yeah.
0: There is one, there's a side story, and our police officer is called Buster. He's an old man with a moustache, proper, like, Western cowboy, but in a snowy snowy Western <laughs> cowboy. Yeah, snowy Western cowboy. And um, his deputy is his wife, and they've got a pretty good dynamic. She just assassins him all the time, and is okay. Makes fair enough. Inappropriate advances during the workplace. So Buster, he's trying to find um, the car. He comes very close to finding the car initially, um, but the snow is piled high, and he he's having trouble navigating because he's he's fairly old. He's, he should be retired, really. Well, oh, he's
1: close to retirement, but he's not going to see retirement, is he?
0: No. Well, he, he really should have retired, but I think he's the only cop in this place. Cause he's,
1: he's got, his wife's a deputy. Uh,
0: she's the secretary, I think. Oh, so not, not... No, she's not She's not got any like official police ranking. She's like the office lady, gets the shopping and, and stuff like that, gives him a lot of sass. Makes inappropriate advances in the workplace. Sounds good. Whilst driving as well. My God. God. Savages. She's insatiable. (laughs) But yeah, it's his job to try and find um, where Paul has gone to. And, you know, he does a pretty good job. He's also the only competent cop, which makes a a change that, you know, the local Bobby isn't incompetent. Because when they do eventually find the car, when the snow sort of melts... He goes, hey, look at these marks. Someone was here. Someone dragged Paul out of the car because of the the crowbar mark. So mm. he's he's the sharp. He's shark. on it, is he? Yeah, he's he's on it. Yeah, he knows what's what. My God. Um, Paul starts writing the book, the misery book, and trying to make it what Annie wants. And um, he he does a, a few more adventures out into the Wilkes house when um, Annie goes off uh, into town. He's also stopped taking the pain medication. Uh, as well because he's saving them up he's saving them up yeah there's a little scene where he takes a piece of paper and makes a sort of a pouch and pours in the powder contents into the pouch so he can probably use it later on on, on Annie which he does um spoilers he... <laughs> we're we'll getting to it in a second uh, would you have thought to do that
1: no i probably would have been still taking it because uh, i don't like pain i can't deal with it, it would have interfered with my writing techniques so i would have still been take i probably would have overdosed accidentally
0: oh well, Annie wouldn't have let you.
1: She, she, she can't stop me. I would have found more.
0: <laughs> I mean, you could have
1: overdosed if you like, s- stored them all up. And entered them all at once. Yeah. I mean, that's like a last resort thing. I, I don't want to be doing that. No, yeah. So but that... I would I would have ventured out and got every... Sp- about five knives. And as she came through the door... <laughs> Chucked them all at her. Yeah, I would have thrown them at her. A few would have gone in. And then I would have lunged at her.
0: And... Uh, uh, what? You're right-handed, aren't you?
1: Yeah, which arm does he break? I think he dislocates the right bollocks. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> we will compensate for this.
0: He can. There is still some movement in it because Annie does pop it back in, but it might be broken in other places. But he does use it, but it's very limited as to what he can do. So he can't Typical. pull himself back onto his bed using his right. arms. because he's, he's, he's we,
1: uh, we play the waiting game at the moment. We continue to write, but we, we draw out the writing process.
0: Okay. I would make
1: a big deal about the N button not working, but I need a whole new typewriter.
0: <laughs> well, it doesn't fuss him too much, and I like it's a good continuity because as he's typing, you see what he's writing, and the N isn't in use, so there's like and, but it's A space D, and I I, I like that. So he's still writing, but and and he knows that there's no N that works on the on the keyboard, but okay, yeah, no, that's good fun. He does write out the new misery novel and it's like thirty five chapters and I think it takes him he's been missing four or five weeks by the time he manages to finish the book and the police eventually decide that okay he's probably dead. We're gonna declare him dead. We've not found his body, we've found the car and he's probably gone out he crawled out into the wilderness and got eaten by a bear or <laughs> something like that. Right. So um, but Buster doesn't come to that conclusion, Buster knows Buster knows Buster they call him Buster because he busts all the crimes.
1: His real name is Frank.
0: <laughs> I don't think it is
1: It's a good name for him though
0: Frank Buster, yeah, bust him up Frank. <laughs> you bust him up, yes, yeah, so he's he's writing the book, and he seems quite pleased with the progress that he's making. You'd write the book as well, but you draw out the process. Would you do that to give you better chance to heal?
1: Well, that, and also I'd be concerned what happens if the book finishes and she likes it. I don't know what she's going to do, but if she doesn't like it. I expect pain, like a toe to be cut off or something like that. Yeah, so I would I would draw it out for as long as possible, like you know, just just to until I could think of something better to do because that as long as you're writing, she's uh, she's not going to harm you too much because she needs you
0: to write. Okay, how many chapters do you think you could drag out of the story? Well, cause Paul gets to thirty-five before something major happens.
1: I always do quite short chapters. Okay. So, but I would uh, I would draw them out. that Half the book would be the prologue. You, you go you still writing into the prologue. Detail. Yes. Detail. I've gone into excess. Well, Stephen King does go into great detail in his actual books with his characters. Yeah. I mean, this Salem's Lot one. I think I'm about eleven and a half hours into it, and it's only on chapter twelve.
0: Okay. Uh, I think there's backstory. probably a bit of Stephen King in this. Do you reckon? Yeah.
1: Well, he did write it. So. I did.
0: Well, yeah. I think a lot of the tropes of Stephen King are, hey, there's a writer. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes. But when you've written 90 books, you're going to get, I don't want to say lazy, but you're going to take a few shortcuts at some point.
1: And you say well, Salem's Lot is the character's a writer and that, isn't he? Yeah. So, <laughs> writer yeah. in this.
0: There's writers in a lot of other books and... It's this, yeah, there's the same trope. You're just about to be saved by someone, and you're not. Oh, my <laughs> God. But before we get into to, to that, um, yeah, Paul's nearing the end of the book, and Annie comes in, and it's raining, and she says, Oh, when it rains, it gives me the blues. She pulls out a revolver. God. Sometimes I think about putting bullets in this gun. And killing herself? Maybe. At which point I'd be like, Really? Let's discuss this more. <laughs> uh, I think I don't think you could talk her into committing suicide if that's what you were going for.
1: What if I uh, made an agreement that she would sign, saying that if she done it, I would save misery.
0: No. Use her obsession
1: with misery against her.
0: No, because I think she'd just threaten to burn you alive again. She's—I don't think she's susceptible to manipulation. Mental, yeah, mental manipulation. She'd Damn see it. through it if you go, hey. If you killed yourself, the m- misery would live forever in your mind. I should turn that around on you very quickly. Correct. She she goes off and leaves, probably to buy bullets in the middle of the night. Or, I, I don't know, but she leaves and Paul, desperate now and thinking, okay, the end game's here, We're we're in trouble. He wheels off in his wheelchair, goes to the kitchen, picks up the biggest knife he can find. At last. And uh, practices drawing it from his um sling. Um, I thought
1: he was gonna say like practices stabbing with it. Like he's just in the air, just like swinging it.
0: No, he wants he. I think it's the initial, like he wants to, to get this down pat but he can draw it quickly and and safely without cutting his own wrist or you know getting it caught in the sling and stuff right. like that. So I think that's what he's he's doing. He's also been practicing keeping like his muscle tone in um in physical condition so he, he like lifts the um typewriter that annie bore him and like does press-ups with it over his head deadlifting sort of thing right. to, to kind of so he's in fighting form so um because yeah if you if you're in a chair you're gonna lose muscle mass aren't you yeah yeah so um, yeah he wakes up pretty much most of the night for annie to come back but she doesn't so he falls asleep he hides the knife under his bed when he does wake up Annie's looming over him. God. And she's tied him to the bed. Dun-dum-dum! And it's this. The, it's at this point that she drops the bombshell. Hey, Paul, I know you've been wheeling about when I've not been home, because, you know, you took the largest knife. I think I'd probably miss that. Um, and noticed that that was gone. Paul goes for the knife. Annie's found where he's hidden it. I've missed a bit out. Paul also had dinner with Annie. And this is where the drugs came in that he was stockpiling. He tried to spike Annie's drink with it, but she spilled it. So he's a bit downtrodden that that didn't work. Oh dear. So stabbing her to death is plan B. Plan B, jeez. (laughs) So he tried to drug her. It it didn't work because the wine spilled. So yeah, stab her to death. She noticed the big knife was gone, uh, tied him to the bed. Yeah, she's removed the knife. She found it. She had time whilst he was asleep and drugged up to to grab it and um this is the
1: this is not good this is the uh this is the bit from on netflix that it shows on the um uh, does like she have a sledgehammer th- yeah that's the thumbnail yeah. is you can see his leg and she's got a sledgehammer and she she's mid swing
0: yeah uh so what she does is uh she knows and she knows that paul's getting better and she wants to hobble him so he's more dependent on her she pries apart his legs oh, puts yeah. a block of wood uh, just above the ankles. Oh God! And produces a sledgehammer, Chris. And she goes to town on his ankles and crushes one of them, like prop. It whacks it and it bends in a way that it's not meant to bend. Paul <laughs> screams out in pain, and Annie goes, "Oh, it's okay. One more to go," and does the other one, and Paul passes out from having his ankles crushed
1: uh, this man's never walking again is he
0: he will be lucky if he walks again so yeah he's he's really not happy and it's at this point that he sort of drops the act of trying to be nice to Annie. and um she's outside she waves to him and he just flips her off so yeah that's not good it's at this point the buster Bust in. yeah he, well he sort of busts in he realizes that annie is not who she claims to be he finds some newspaper clippings turns out at the hospital that annie was working at she was an angel of death uh offing patients left and right children mainly just to give her that real what a bitch wow. uh, feel so yeah she went to prison for this she's b- been released And um, um, one of the quotes that she makes uh, is a line pulled from the misery books. And Buster finds it and goes, bingo, I think we have a suspect. Mm. He goes to the house and has a chat with her. And she kind of covers up the writing desk and things. And she goes, hey, when when Paul had that accident and he was killed, God spoke to me and said that I should continue his work and write the book, uh, write another misery book as he would. And um, she offers uh, to give Buster some of the notes that Paul has written. Paul's been dumped in a basement at this point. There was a rush as uh, Buster's car pulled up. Annie drugs him quickly, wheels him down into into a basement where where he... It's a secret basement. The door's sort of hidden among Ooh. the wallpaper. So um, Buster can't find him and uh, he has a look around the house. He's offered cocoa sinisterly
1: i wouldn't take coco
0: he didn't take the cocoa. Yep. He's, he's he's good like that would you take the cocoa?
1: from a known child murderer <laughs> no i would not
0: <laughs> um yeah he has a look upstairs and he can't find anything he says oh I'm, i'll be going now miss wilkes maybe i'll pop by and see you again soon and um yeah he he leaves but uh just as he leaves there's a clatter from the basement as paul sort of comes around and knocks over a barbecue and uh, he he rushes back in, does Buster, and go. He thinks like Annie's like fallen over or something like that, but right. Annie's disappeared. Does we- she
1: return with a sh- shot gun?
0: Does this happen in Family Guy?
1: Yeah, because Joe's a police officer and he's I don't know who In Joe a wheelchair, is. so they shoot his legs off, and then she kills him.
0: no, he's dead. I I, I don't understand that, but um, doesn't matter. Who. <laughs> yeah, Buster finds the the panel, the he- the hidden door. And uh, Paul's at the bottom of the stairs. And he goes, Paul? And then there's an immediate bang as he's shot in the back by a double-barrel shotgun. Oh, dear. Poor Buster.
1: Buster got busted.
0: He did.
1: Buster tried to bust her before <laughs> his back was busted.
0: And his chest.
1: And his chest. Oh, my days. It was a through and through. So he survives?
0: No, no. because he took his heart with him and other various bodily functions and organs that were needed. Yeah.
1: Oh, Poor Buster. Buster. He came very close. He did. Buster was armed, I'm assuming.
0: I was thinking about this, and I would assume that Buster wasn't armed, because I know he's got like the aesthetic of an old cowboy, but he is quite old and, and slow. He, sh- he really should be retired. But um, I think if he were to have a gun, it would be more of a threat to him, because he's more susceptible to being disarmed than a a younger guy would have been. So... I, I don't think he would have been armed.
1: So he doesn't carry the gun with him? No. Oh, dear.
0: And even if he was armed, it's it's a sneak attack. He's dead before he hits the ground when he's shot.
1: Uh, there's no other officer he could have taken with him. There's no... Because I thought you he, said there was deputies, eh like.
0: Well, there's his wife. He could have taken his wife,
1: but... Um, but wasn't there other... Some police officers when they found the car?
0: Um, they were brought in from... I would have brought uh, more in. I would have been, a, state. I've got a suspect. Well, no, the, by, by the time they find the car, that's it. They think, oh, it's, it's shut and dry case. The car crashed and he crawled out and died somewhere. So there's no need for any more reinforcements. Buster's really the only one still going on. I mean, you'd have thought he would have shown them the marks and that would have been... Enough to encourage uh, yeah. Fervor, yeah. Yeah, you could have done tool mark impressions and things like that and known that that damage to the car wasn't brought on by like hitting a tree or or something as it went down the hill but no buster doesn't do that buster also doesn't tell anyone that he's going to the Wilks well, wilkes farm he asks um one of the local shopkeepers if she's bought anything weird and he says paper but he doesn't then go hey i'm i'm just gonna go to wilkes's farm and have a look around i mean why would you tell a shopkeeper that anyway but he doesn't I tell, tell
1: shopkeepers everything
0: I'm buying this <laughs> this salami <laughs> so I can make a pizza. It's gonna be great, thanks, Chris. That's too much information. then I'm gonna clean my teeth with this toothbrush. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yummy. Did you see this shampoo? <laughs> can you guess what's gonna happen with this? I'm
0: gonna wash my hair real good with it.
1: Oh yeah, I'm not allowed in my shops
0: yeah i I can imagine why, but yeah, Annie goes, okay, right. The book's nearly finished, and then once you've finished it, I'm gonna shoot you and then I'm gonna shoot me, and what it's the gonna fuck. <laughs> and it's going to be beautiful but uh paul plays on plays his trump card uh when he's down in the basement he uh finds um some uh lighter fluid and pockets that and he goes annie if we're going to finish this book we need some things don't we and annie's such a super fan she goes oh yeah you always have champagne she gets the name of the champagne wrong and paul just like yeah Bobbinger, or whatever she says. <laughs> we'll get some Bobbinger champagne and a cigarette. And um, yeah, so he's got a match now with the yeah. the lighter fluid. Yeah, uh, she brings that stuff in just as he's finished the last page and goes, Annie, you're missing one thing. We need two glasses for this champagne. She goes off, uh, finds another glass. She's really excited because she gets to drink fancy champagne. Uh, when she's gone, Paul puts the manuscript down puts a lighter fluid on it, scrumples up the last page, sets that on fire and goes, Annie, I'm going to burn everything and you're going to let me go or something like that. I know what his plan is. (laughs) Actually, I know what his plan is. He sets it on fire and he goes down to the floor to try and pad out the the fire. And then he grabs the typewriter and smacks it down on her head.
1: Dear God. (laughs) It's brutal. That is. That's genius. I never would have thought I'd done that.
0: Would you? How would your end? Because you don't smoke. Oh. Would that?
1: No, I don't know what I would have done. I would have found the lighter fluid.
0: You wouldn't have known what I, to do with it. I wouldn't though. know
1: what to do with it. I probably would have tried squirting it in her eyes or something. because I imagine that would sting a bit. And then while she's you know blinded, yeah. then I would have gone after her.
0: Well, the typewriter on the head doesn't finish Annie off. And
1: really? Aren't they huge bloody things? They, aren't
0: they are huge, but Annie's she's a, a tough broad. <laughs> what? <laughs> She puts up a fight. Um, Paul has to jump out of the wheelchair to try and take her down. And there's a punch up and he goes for the eyes and he goes for the nuts. Of which, course. Which is fair enough. And the leg and, uh, you know, all of his, Paul's sore, squishy bits. Mm. Um, the fight eventually ends when Paul manages to get a, a like a bronze uh, pig. Because Annie's got a pig that's called Misery.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs>
0: it's kind of like that. He picks that up. But... Um, Bops her straight in the face and Annie's done. Her skull's crushed or something like that. She lands on top of him. He rolls her off. And then smash cut to 18 months later. Paul's walking, but he is hobbling. He's using a cane and his legs are fucked.
1: But at least he can walk. We're he good. can
0: he, he can walk. And um, he's got a new book out. Is it
1: about what happened to him?
0: No, but the publisher does say, hey, maybe you should write a book about the craziest shit that went on in your life. Uh, in that house, and he goes, "No thanks. I already have horrible hallucinations that everyone's Annie Wilkes." And just as he's saying that, um, it's like a, they're in a restaurant, and there's like a tea cart comes up, and it's Annie pushing it. But it's a hallucin. He seems very calm that he's hallucinating it. It's
1: probably gone on for a few months now. He's used to it.
0: Yeah, and um, the waitress that uh, is pushing the cart goes, "Hey man, I'm I'm a big fan. I'm your number one fan." And he's like, "Great." <laughs> <laughs> and it cuts to black so yeah paul's final ditch effort to get to freedom what do you make of that then
1: that was actually quite good i like the whole uh burning it because i thought he would have burnt it and she would have just attacked him but, but that's a good idea that she's such a obsessed with it she would have tried to save it leaving her vulnerable to attack obviously it's a shame that the first attack did not take her out as quickly but yeah that was a good it's better than what i would have come up with
0: what like, would you you have done that i too? really don't
1: know i would have yeah. got the lighter fluid but i wouldn't I wouldn't have a cigarette. She'd be like, you don't smoke. I do now, I swear. <laughs> it's a
0: stressful situation, lady.
1: <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, I'd have to try and acquire another sort of weapon. Like, the lighter fluid maybe squirted in her face, like I said, burning the eyes, and then go at her with a
0: bottle. It's a like a, a can. so You could, like, smash it and, like, have a uh, have a knife. I suppose... Right. Maybe you could have, like, pulled up one of the corners on the on the tin and... Like a very crude,
1: what knife? <laughs>
0: like very crude.
1: Or book. I would have destroyed the manuscript. Like pour the light flow, over it, ripped up, and be like, oh, I've got to write it again to buy myself some more time.
0: Mm, maybe, yeah. But again, you're still stuck in that situation.
1: Yeah, but we have more time. We have more time because <laughs> if I'd got to this point now, I'd have been like, oh, good, we're going to drink the champagne. She's going to blow my brains out. Okay. So we need to delay further.
0: Maybe what you could have done is pour the lighter fluid into the champagne. You reckon? I don't know what effect it would have had, but it would have made her ill. Oh, oh it, it smelled... It would smell have smelled really bad. smell is quite really pungent, bad. isn't it? So that's not a good spiker. Maybe if you still had some of the pills left, you could have spiked, tried for the spiking of the drink again. Yeah, that could have been a good time to use it. But it might have taken a while for the drugs to have an effect on her.
1: At which point she's already shot you.
0: yeah. And she shot herself, so it it doesn't matter. It anyway, doesn't matter yeah. if you've drugged her.
1: Um, it's difficult because unless you, s- I mean, it's very key that he smokes. This is what saves him in all yeah. of this.
0: Well, he doesn't really smoke. He sm- Annie knows that he smokes only once he's finished a book. Yeah, so it's not like like midway through he could have gone, "Hey Annie, I want a cigarette," but she's just like, "No, you only smoke after you've finished a book."
1: Right, right.
0: So yeah, you'd have to have that very specific
1: quirk. I'd have to look for something else while I'm in the like, the cellar.
0: There's a lighter fluid. There's a barbecue that you could have gotten like one of the legs from the barbecue, but I'm you could you could have hidden it down your trousers. I is that think a? Is that a?
1: I think I would have just gone a uh, rage mode. Okay, I just once you jumped fin- out and just attacked her, like fluid squirting in her face, <laughs> <laughs> <Other> <laughs> hand with I don't know. Just something. squirt
0: it and then just hit her with the lighter fluid or, or like, uh, the table leg or something like that. Yeah,
1: I pro- I would have gone...
0: Gone for the eyes? I would have gone nuts. Okay.
1: You know, biting her ear off.
0: I like this. There's, you know, there's, there's the contrast differences. Paul thinks this plan out.
1: Yeah, because he's got... He can use the whole cigarette <laughs> thing. I can't do that, so I've got to go more animalistic. Chris,
0: jump on her and rip her throat out with your teeth.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Subtle differences.
1: I thought what he was going to do when he got light load was she would come back and he's just going to like set the entire house on fire and be like, we burn together, Miss Wilkes. <laughs> you know, that type of thing.
0: Okay, dark. Is that what you'd have done?
1: No, God no. I don't <laughs> want to die, but that's what I thought where he was going with this.
0: Okay, yeah. How would you have coped then after the, oh, I probably after been the fact?
1: A lot of psychological help would have been needed. Visiting uh, a lot of psychiatrists. Probably wouldn't be able to write a book again. I think it would have... Uh, would have messed me up too much i wouldn't be able to write anymore
0: yeah it would definitely mess with your writing method wouldn't it, it would wouldn't you it? wouldn't go to that cabin again you would wouldn't you? want a
1: cigarette jamaica not jamaica <laughs> <I don't laughs> all know. of this
0: could have been solved if it just gone to jamaica and the, i think the cabin is called the golden eye cabin
1: the golden the go- eye is, cabin is,
0: yeah they named it after ian fleming's james oh, bond right, james bond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Just, yeah just go there jamaica nothing bad ever happened in jamaica Apart from Jaws, for Chris, <laughs> some news.
1: News me up, baby.
0: Cool. Uh, did you see the viral video of uh, Deadpool two and David Beckham?
1: YouTube tried to make me watch it. I said no.
0: Oh, it was it was quite fun.
1: But I did see another Deadpool thing. He makes a, takes a shot at the DCU
0: everyone takes a shot at the DCEU.
1: But he literally he goes, oh, this is dark. Are you sure you're not from the DC universe? And I, I like, think that's oh, like the,
0: the second trailer or something like that, or the latest trailer. No, this one was um, David Beckham. He's re-watching Deadpool and there's a bit where Deadpool takes a crack at uh, David Beckham's voice and then there's a text message and it's Deadpool trying to apologise to David Beckham in various ways. And then he's at the door and there's a mariachi band and all sorts of, of things. But yeah, <laughs> It's quite funny, yeah. Deadpool's coming out quite soon.
1: Yes, and I week. was
0: thinking about doing a, another Ryan Reynolds film, but I I looked on Netflix and there none of them take my fancy. I've which got makes one me... added, which
1: is the Hitman's Bodyguard with Samuel Jackson. Is that
0: good though?
1: I've not seen it. I don't know.
0: Is it? Is it good?
1: I, I don't know. I've not Chris, seen it. Chris, is it, it good? D- yes, it's brilliant.
0: Because I was thinking, I like Ryan Reynolds. But Blade he's been,
1: Trinity.
0: He's been in a lot of shit, and Blade Trinity is probably shit.
1: Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I couldn't bring myself to watch, like, RIPD or oh, Green Lantern. Oh, God, that looks Lantern. awful, doesn't it? You've not seen Green Lantern? I've not seen Green oh, Lantern. Oh, you have to I see Green I Lantern. I don't want to watch Green yes. Lantern. Yes. It looked bad. It, it is bad it's by wonderful. all accounts. It's wonderful. But Ryan Reynolds, Yeah. apart from Deadpool, are there any good films the that proposal. he's been in?
1: The rom-com
0: i'm shocked because <laughs> he yeah he's a he's a funny guy he seems like a nice guy and he like f- flits from rom-coms and, and comedies to sort of action f- films but his track record isn't good is it like film wise he's had more stinkers than good films probably yeah and a lot of other actors would have been dead in the water but not Mr. Reynolds. No, I don't know why that is though. Is is it his charisma? He's lovable. He's Everybody a, likes yeah. Ryan Reynolds. He seems like a really nice guy and really charming guy. So that must be why Hollywood keep, kept giving giving him second chances and things like that. And yeah, it just I just wanted to know if you thought there are any must see Ryan Reynolds films that weren't Deadpool. No, there aren't. Are no, there? <laughs> no. Maybe we're missing a real obvious one.
1: R.I.P.D. probably is a real cracker. I don't know, I'm going to no. give this Hitman's Bodyguard a go, because okay. it, it seemed quite funny from yeah. the trailers. And it's got Samuel Jackson in it, so what more do you want?
0: Yeah, Sam Jackson's good. Yeah. Okay, so okay. I, I just wanted to to put that out there. If anyone else listening has you know a, a, a Ryan Reynolds film that we're overlooking or not giving enough credit to, please let us know. I've not watched this trailer, but there was a uh, 13 Reasons Why season 2 trailer that yeah, came out. Yeah, seen it. Have you seen the first season as well? I
1: have. It was really good. Okay. This you one looks even darker. I was like, oh, this looks new. so good. It comes out this month. Excited for it.
0: 13 more reasons. It's
1: called it 13 Reasons. Why? Or. Oh. Two. <laughs> you should watch it. It's very good.
0: Okay. I've, I've heard other other people say it's good. You know, people's opinions that I respect. Not Including
1: yours. my... <laughs> why?
0: Excluding yours. <laughs> no. Okay. So you, you like the trailer?
1: You, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Darker, you said?
1: Well, I mean, the first one's pretty dark. It's all about suicide, yeah. so it's, it's dark in here. But this looks more uh, violent than the first season. There's a lot more violence. There's more violence in this trailer than there was in the whole of season one. So,
0: <laughs> Okay. Violence. That's a big tick for Chris.
1: We enjoy a bit of violence. Okay.
0: Speaking of violence, Chris. Ooh, go on. Have you seen the Predator teaser trailer? I watched it last night. Worried. <laughs> okay. Uh, wh- why? What's What's what got your... What's got your perspiration, Chris? You're sweating. Because it looks... You look, uh, you, look, you, look, you look real bad.
1: All I could think about when I was watching it is it just reminded me a lot of Alien vs. Predator 2 when they're in the small town. Okay. The whole hybrid thing. Yeah. Because they, they said this, uh, this alien's trying to, uh... I can't remember exactly what word, hibernise, whatever word she used. Yeah, I think Olivia Munn... She's trying... It's, it's trying to do some yeah. sort of hybrid breeding thing. So I was like, oh, no, we got this from AVP2 and that was a terrible movie. Okay.
0: So but it, it didn't may look worried. like a hybrid, that Predator. No, it
1: didn't. It looked like a... So
0: maybe it's just like collecting DNA and maybe.
1: stuff. I mean, I want another jungle one. Have you seen Predators?
0: I've got it recorded and I've been meaning that's... to watch it for ages and I have heard that it's good and you like
1: it. Yeah, I like it. Back in the jungle, that's, um, I enjoy that. The predator works well in jungle.
0: Yeah, it doesn't work so well in, in an urban environment so much. Like... you. The no, second I mean, alien versus predator, oh, and oh, shit. I don't know why, but it's a masterpiece. But Predator Two, he's he's it's an urban environment,
1: but it works in that in that particular film.
0: I mean, it's mostly Danny Glover's excellent performance.
1: Obviously, he's very good, but he's also he's the best, nowhere near as good as what Arnold Schwarzenegger is. He's also is.
0: the best killer of of predators. So I don't think so. I mean, well, Arnold took we don't out get it out using
1: just. You know, nah, the environment. Nah. All he had to work with was mud and spears. All
0: Danny Glover had to work with was his can-do attitude. I'd and be some alien weaponry. <laughs> I'd be disappointed if we don't get a Danny Glover cameo.
1: I'd be disappointed if we don't get a Schwarzenegger cameo.
0: <sighs> nah, fuck that guy.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a little bit worried. You, you get alien... It made me, made me nervous. Oh, I'm going to see it, but it made me nervous. Okay, yeah. Unsure. Because
0: Predator's... It did well critically if I remember but not financially it didn't right. do so well. But um yeah Predators it's a marketable franchise and it's not been as dragged through the mud as the Xenomorphs and Aliens have been in recent years. Right yeah. Because it, although it didn't make so much money it, people liked the people that saw it liked it. It's like a dread situation. Yeah, Did people p- like Dread when they felt I can't remember. People,
1: people like Dread, but it didn't do too well. But not again, many people. Okay. Although Carl Urban isn't talked to a Dread TV show.
0: Yeah, we've talked talked about this. We probably uh, have, I don't remember. Like. Mega City One is yeah. the working title. I'm not sure if it's, if it's dread specific or whether it's Judge l- specific. With y-
1: dread in a few. Yeah, like I don't want that, I want Dread in everything.
0: Well, I don't know whether they can afford Carl Urban now.
1: Well, because he's too big of a star. He's, he's, now.
0: I really like Carl Urban. He's really good. He is a good actor. He should get, oh, he should, he should get more movies. Um, would you like uh, one more final bit of news, Chris? Late on me. What are you doing uh, Christmas 2020? What the fuck do I know?
1: <laughs> Why? What's happening?
0: Will you be watching Sherlock Holmes 3? Is that when it's 2020? Yeah.
1: Oh, because you know Robert yeah, Downey
0: w- Jr. is—he's going to have you know a free slate now that he's probably been murdered in <laughs> Infinity War Part Two or whatever's happening. <laughs> I don't know, maybe unconfirmed, but, but yeah,
1: I will watch it. Have, have you seen the other two? Yeah. Did you like them? They were okay. Surprises me. I thought you, I always thought you wouldn't like those films, but they were I fine. Liked it.
0: They were more action Sherlock. I do like the the fight technique kind of deduction. That's a really good use of, of like his okay, so Sherlock can deduce things. He should be able to deduce how to have a fight with a man. Um it's okay. It sort of borders on magic at some point.
1: Oh well, how much he can do it. Yeah. See in the future.
0: Um and I'd imagine a lot of that in re in reality, a lot of that would be guesswork and it would be inevitable that you'd get some of that wrong wrong at some point he gets it wrong
1: in this film so so
0: maybe yeah you would think oh he's holding his knee like that he's got a busted knee no he's just holding it like that because he's about to step or do something you you'd you'd assume that he'd get some of it wrong and i do like the fight scene between him and moriarty in the second one it's not really it's a non-fight scene but i like their heads (laughs) yeah i like how they play that up though because he can't use his deducting skills and he knows that Moriarty's just as smart so he'd go oh okay that bit I like it I like the way it's presented but it's oh you think you're the only one that can deduce oh well, look oh, at my powers or, as look well look at my <laughs> powers and yeah he wouldn't be able to see what Mori. yeah no but you he knows Moriarty
1: I- would be doing the same yeah. thing they're having so powers
0: Sherlock's in a monologue then suddenly turns to Morey.
1: Maybe may, maybe uh, Moriarty was saying this out loud and Sherlock was like, oh, no, shit. No, it, it,
0: it was a definite, because he's lighting a pipe and there's a little knock
1: <laughs> Mor- 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 Moriarty's standing there going, what the fuck? Sherlock's like, ugh. His like <laughs> eyes are rolling everywhere. <laughs> Moriarty's what the
0: <laughs> fuck's going fuck on here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's fine. They're fine. It's a fine series. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'd watch a third one. I'd like to see a third one. Yeah. I like the Robert Downey Jr. Jude Law kind of dynamic as well. They work so well, don't they? That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's all the news, Chris. Uh, how do people get in contact with us? Me uh, and you.
1: Me and you. I and you. I was going to say something else and I forgot We it. and... We and I. Just we. Just we. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they can email the show uh, at wecouldsurvive.com Find us on Twitter at wecouldsurvive. Or if you're listening to this show right now, you found us.
0: Congratulations. Uh, Tell a friend and maybe, you know, give us some stars. Stars, or reviews. Or a thumb up. Or a subscribe so you don't miss us. I mean, we miss you. Do we? But we can live with that burden if if you know where to find us in in a house tied to a bed. Ooh. Some description <laughs> in a Stephen King novel. I'm bummed that you got it so quickly.
1: <laughs> it involves a writer. Misery. <laughs>
0: it's misery. Yeah.
1: I like Stephen King.
0: Yeah, I know. You nerd. Next week, no. Chris. Yes. Something. Maybe Deadpool 2.
1: Deadpool comes out on 16th. No. Oh. So Wednesday.
0: Oh yeah because Solo's twenty maybe.
1: I thought it was twenty fifth, but some people I work with have got tickets to see on the twenty fourth.
0: Nerds. No. So yeah, <laughs> that's cool. It. No, it's, it's at some point, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll cool. be back next week for something. Something. R. I. P. D. No. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, Chris. What so keep on so end it now. <laughs>
1: keep on writing. Because it's the only way to hold Annie Wilkes off for murdering you. Good luck. Goodbye.